Ion 2020 episode 238. Have 2020 Vision with Ion 2020, your source for the news and events in the lead up to the 2020 presidential election. I am Ray Eaton, and I will keep you up to date daily until November 2020 with a libertarian perspective on the candidates and their policies along with the news. Thank you for joining me. Now let's clear our vision. Hey, what's up, y'all? It's Ray, your host, Ion 2020. Thanks for joining me for another day on the campaign trail following these candidates and uh letting y'all know who is in who's out and so forth and we have one more person that is the news of the day by the way uh last night yesterday it came out uh one more person that has dropped out of the race one more person you don't have to worry about having their vicious claws into your paycheck their vicious claws into your life their prying eyes into your life you don't that's one more person you have to worry about uh trying to get their way at your expense right and that's gonna be kamala harris kamala harris is out that's right she's out and uh she was the one if you remember she had a really good debate performance calling out joe biden during the first debate back in june so joe biden has this uh or she calls out joe biden about his like voting for Everybody gets busing back in the 70s, busing students from one school to another based upon race. And it's, it didn't work. Supposedly it didn't work. I don't know the exact facts on it, but that's what they say. That's what I've heard them say is that it didn't work. It didn't really help the students out by any means. It probably hurt the students because they had to wake up like an hour and a half earlier every single day and get home an hour and a half later. So they're busing these kids from one school to the next to get them into like a more white school, I guess, to desegregate all the schools and these students end up falling behind uh keeping them in their schools was just a better thing that they were currently in that's what i've heard anyway i don't know exactly what the facts are uh so don't quote me on that but she was the one this is what kamala harris did she called out big joe on that thing old joe back in the 70s was rubbing elbows with some of the civil rights leaders and stuff and she was basically calling him a racist saying that he was a racist and he made some racist decisions and advocated for some racist policies, even rubbed elbows with segregationists in order to get things done. And she really blew up after that. She did. June, she was doing well. She was a front runner. She was the person that even I did a show about this where she was the one that was like the number one person on the betting odds sites. The betting odds sites is what I mean by that is... The sites that I go to that tell what Vegas is saying about the people that are going to be winning the election. They got the Democrats. They got the, them all lined up. And she shot to the top. I think she was like 24, 25% chance that she was going to be the nominee. And for about three weeks or so, she was the, she was the front runner. She was the one that was on top because she was willing to stick it to Joe Biden. Even I said it. I said, man, if she can do to Donald Trump what she did to Joe Biden she just might be able to convince a lot of Democrats that she's going to be the winner that's what I was thinking she might be able to convince them that she's going to be the winner that she can go against Donald Trump that she can go toe to toe with Donald Trump call him out on what he's doing wrong and win that's what I that's what I was thinking because she had a stellar debate against Joe Biden on that debate stage she was the clear winner but then 
three weeks later, she starts to fade off a little bit. And then the next debate, this really tells you the strength of the debates too. The next debate, I said it, she was sleeping. She felt like, like she just sounded like she was asleep. She had no energy. She seemed like she was tired. She seemed like she was done with campaigning. Like it was just, she was over it. It was too much work for her. And not saying she's not a hard worker. I'm saying that she was just tired. Something was going on. And you could tell. She didn't have the same debate performance as she did the month earlier. And I said it after that. I'd said, you know, she's just not going to be the one. If she can't have a good debate performance again. And who had the better debate performance that time? I think Joe Biden stood out. Did good enough. You had a few others. Uh, Elizabeth Warren starts taking off at that point as well. So Kamala Harris just started slowly falling in the polls again. She went from polling at 16, 17%, solid first and second place. Sometimes some of the polls, usually, you know, fourth, fourth, third, or second in a lot of these polls as well. She went from that to going down to 7% and then 6%, and then 5%. Then she's not doing well in Iowa. She's not doing well in New Hampshire, so she pulls out of New Hampshire and puts all of her resources into Iowa, yet that didn't help her out either. She was, wasn't having the impact that she did right off the bat. Because the can, the can, or the Democrats, sorry, the Democrats are looking for somebody that can beat Donald Trump. Number one reason why they're going to vote in February, March, April, May of next year when they go to their primaries the first thing they're thinking in their mind is who can beat Donald Trump second thing they're thinking in their mind is who could beat Donald Trump and I guarantee you the third thing they're thinking in their mind is who could beat Donald Trump, right? Kamala Harris, she showed it in June maybe she can you know, go toe-to-toe with Donald Trump. Now they're starting to think it might be Pete Buttigieg or something because you're starting to see him rising in the polls quite a bit. But intellectually, yeah, he could destroy Donald Trump intellectually, but he's young. He doesn't seem like he has the experience. He's charismatic, but not charismatic like an Obama charismatic by any means. At first I thought he was... But it didn't really... You know, you watch him, you look at him, you see him talk. Intellectual guy, super smart, has answers to a lot of the questions that he can expound upon him and make even the most liber- most like libertarian person think, wow, that sounds good, you know? I mean, not me by any means, but some people that are right on that edge that might vote libertarian or might vote... Democrat, right? Those left-leaning libertarians. They might vote for somebody like him in that sense. Like, he he sounded good. He sounded intellectual. But the charisma's not quite there. He's no Obama by any means. He's no Barack Obama. But that's what they're thinking. They're thinking that maybe... Maybe Pete Buttigieg is the guy that can beat, beat Donald Trump. So when they go into the polls and... March and April, if they feel that way, they might pull the they might pull the trigger for him, right? They might vote for him over Joe Biden. But who else gets into the race? 
that might be able to beat Donald Trump, that might be able to go head-to-head with him, that might be able to call Donald Trump out for the things that they think he's doing wrong and have a strong argument for it. Michael Bloomberg, lots of money, or billionaire, somebody that might be able to stand toe-to-toe against Donald Trump, have some good ideas, some good, solid, progressive ideas, right? That's what they were thinking, but Kamala Harris was not that person, guys. She slowly fizzled out. And then finally, yesterday, she decided that she was going to go ahead and throw in the towel. But this is what she said. This is something that I thought was interesting. She said that she's still going to fight every day for justice for everybody. Right? Justice for everybody. Justice for all the people. And I was thinking about that statement. Justice for all the people, right? When you think justice, when you think you want somebody to have justice, you think to yourself... Like, the justice system, right? That somebody committed a crime against you, and you're seeking justice. Someone committed an offense against you, and you're seeking justice. They stole something from you, and you want justice, right? You want that person to pay you back. You want that person to be caught, pay you back, pay their debts to society, and then move on, right? So she wants justice for all. Justice for everybody. Justice for all people. I was thinking, who really committed a crime against all people, right? Who is it that created a crime against all people? Well, I mean, there are corporations that have committed crimes against people. When they pollute your water, when they pollute the air, when they do things that, like, they put out a product that clearly has some problems and you don't know about it, they don't announce it. Yeah, that's justice. You want those corporations to pay for it but not through the House and the Senate passing laws you want it through the court system right that's justice that is true justice is when it goes to the courts when it's litigated in the court system when you take it with your attorney or maybe you have a class action suit of some sort and the car that you were driving clearly had a defect and the manufacturer overlooked it and it caused accidents and you know five six thousand people died because of that explosion of the gas tank or whatever right you want justice in that case so when she says i want justice for everybody is she saying that she wants everybody to take things to court if they need to if there's a case that, you know, where somebody did did you wrong, should you have that ability? Yeah, that, that would be justice for all. But I think the interpretation that she would have is justice for everybody. She wants to go and be the president so she can get justice for everybody. She wants to be able to control the government so she can get justice for everybody. Her perspective of justice, though, not a jury of your peers type of justice, no. And there's disputes of whether that's the best system to get justice as well. But we won't talk about that. What we'll talk about is, is the passing of laws, is legislation the best way to get justice for all? Because once legislation is there, once they legislate something, and they form the bureaucracy that goes around with that, is that the best system to get justice? I don't think so. 
Think about justice from this perspective. When the FDA has a drug that they hold up for 10 years, 15 years, giving them giving a drug company the ability to release that drug and all the people that die of cancer because of that time that it took for it to happen. Do we call that justice for those people that died? Should those people have the right to try it? Should those people be able to go to that company and just sign their sign a statement that says, you know what, if there's ill effects, I won't sue you for it. But let me try the drug. It seems like you're having some good effect on the 10, 15, 20, 30 people that you have already experimented with it on. Should that person be able to go and say, yeah, I'll take it. Because you know what? I'm terminal. I have only so long to live and now I'd like to be able to go ahead and take this drug yeah think about justice for those people we need to get away from the legislation side of things and go more towards the criminal and the civil court side of things if we're going to be dealing in that type of world right we don't need legislators going and passing all these laws but that's what Kamala Harris think that's what it sounds like to me what she means when she says justice for all okay But legislation is not justice for all. Legislation is a bunch of bureaucrats up there saying, hey, you know what? This group paid me, paid enough money into my campaign that I'm going to go ahead and pass this law in order to get justice. There's no way to pay off those jurors. They're found. There's 12 of them sitting there. And it's, it's, they're doing it for like a week or two weeks or a couple days. And that's it. But, your Congress people, they have the it's very easy to corrupt them over time. It's very easy to corrupt them over time. So justice for all. That's not what she doesn't mean it in that way. She means it by legislation. And that's where I think that we need to think about the way that we deal with our government, the expectations that we have of our government, right? We need to step back and say, you know what? I think the government should do less. That's what I think. Politicians should not be seeking justice through legislation. They should be seeking justice through the courts, if anything, okay? That's the slippery slope, guys. We need to stop expecting those things out of our Congress people and start expecting those things from the free markets, I guess. I mean, if there's a way to bring a company to be accountable, it's through the free markets. If a company is doing things wrong and they and you are able to go and sue them, in a court of law of some sort, they're going to start thinking about it. There's going to be a cost incurred upon them. But when the government goes in there and enacts laws, then yes, there's there might be some good change for the time being, but then they just start trying to figure out how to skirt those laws or pay off certain legislators in order to get those laws sidestepped somehow, right? And that's the kind of like where they go wrong. So Kamala Harris, yeah, she's out, guys. Uh, Probably a good thing. She's somebody that's pretty far left, you know? Somebody that is willing to take your freedoms away from you, is willing to confiscate your wealth, is willing to confiscate your property for the benefit of other people, right? Um, I always think that that is a bad place to be. We're going to take a libertarian stance on all of these candidates, and uh, she's somebody that now you cannot worry that she's going to get be one the one that takes away your freedoms, okay? Uh, but what we need to do is start advocating for people that promise not to take away your freedoms. 
I'm not saying Donald Trump is that guy. He's not. You know? Donald Trump is somebody that would be totally willing to take away your freedoms. We need libertarian candidates. We need we need to support those people. We need to start looking into libertarian candidates and start talking to our friends about libertarianism. That's the key. Because that's how we're going to change things towards limited government. Okay? But hey guys, I appreciate you joining me. I'll make this show a little bit shorter again today for you. Uh, hopefully, hope you guys are really great rest of your day and a great rest of your week uh go ahead if you want to subscribe to the show if it's your first time listening uh if you'd like to also you can check out the website i'm the empire.com i'm the empire is on facebook on twitter as well that's how you find me you can message me there you can email me ray at i'm the empire.com and then when you subscribe to the show you could also listen to the episodes that i've done previous to this as well uh give me a five-star rating review But then, most importantly, come back tomorrow so you can have clear vision for 2020.